This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster and William Martin. Now, on to the show. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation amongst three lifelong wackos that may contain adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show never ends. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 299. Somebody? More like nobody. Did you just realize it was 299 as you read that? I probably, probably knew. I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. Does this mean we you know what it is? It's, it's the realization. Do we have to do a special episode? Mm. Are we planning a special episode? What are you yeah, talking about? Every, every episode is a special episode. You, that's a lie. You know it. <laughs> it's a very special episode. <laughs> well, this one's a special episode because we actually have a guest on. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good Why didn't we? All right. This is really quote unquote 300. Uh, we have a guest. Yeah. <laughs> what a you treat for everyone. If we encounter like all the half episodes and stuff, we're probably at like 350 by now. Something like that. Yeah. Mm. Or at least 325. If we count up the actual rants that Pat and I have had post-game, we have oh. like 5,000. Well, hold yeah, on. Sure. Are we, are counting, we don't need to count stuff that we recorded. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, so <clears throat> two games to talk about. First, the the decent one, the Red Bull, mm-hmm. uh, with a very clear uh, B squad. Traveled to Columbus, came away with a 1-1 draw. Uh, Trim, you want to read the tweets before we get into it? Yes, from Wayne Harrison at W. Harrison 83 said, a point at crew is a good result at the best of times. More so with rotated lineup. Regards from London. Hello. Cheerio. And then Chico at Chico FFS says, got a point with most of the starters resting. Can't complain. I thought they played pretty well, but that might just be my low expectations given that it was a rotated lineup. Should have been 2-1, though. That called back offsides goal was BS, in my opinion. Hmm, I, I mean, I guess we'll talk about that, right? We might chat about that, yeah. I mean, it affected the predictions. Yes, very much so. And I'm gonna, I want to talk about that, too. Actually, all right, let me just say that right now. Uh, when it was 1-1, I looked at Pat, and I said, do you realize that one of us is probably going to get this spot on? Yeah. Because when you looked at the way the game was going, you couldn't see more than one more goal getting scored. You really couldn't, mm-hmm. uh, if any at all, and it just ended up there was none at all. And um, I'm, you know, the champs is going to keep on champing around. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. You, you're not John Cena. You're not going to overcome at the end. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm John Cena from like ten years ago, re- killing it, killing it. Not this bad haircut show up when I wanted John Cena. Like mm-hmm. I won't Brock Lesnar this thing. Don't worry, I'll be here every week. <laughs> I'll defend the bell. Yeah, until CM Punk takes it away. Yeah, we'll see. Repo, man. (laughs) 
Pat's go-to wrestling guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, start with dislikes for the match. Um, Pat, you can go first. What did you dislike about this match? Uh, um, yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I guess, you know, you got to go with the, the callback goal. I mean, it did not look like he was offside from the angle. I mean, they didn't really, if, as I recall, they didn't really give him any good replays at all for the audience to watch, which is like, hey, well done, uh, Columbus uh, TV crew to not play more replays. Um, I think what from good friend of the show, uh, what's his face in Detroit? Jimmy Gates. Good <laughs> friend go. what's his face? <laughs> good friend of the show. The guy's name I can't remember. Jimmy, uh, what's his face? Gates. Hey, it works. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who I spoke to on Twitter like two days ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he, I think he, you said that he watched, uh, he was watching the Columbus feed from home and, even the Columbus announcers had no idea how that was called back. They, so. they, I had, I was watching because it was that was the one on ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. There we go. It was questionable, and then sh- didn't show another replay. They showed yeah. it once. And that was it. So, um, so that was a bit. To, you know, I think that was disappointing. It could have been. It would have been pretty awesome if uh, you know they had walked away with three points playing a B team. Uh, but you know, uh, yeah. Well, we'll get into more positive things, but I guess that would have to be the dislike. And that's going to be mine too. I think the dislike is really that we, no one got another look at it. We got one look at it. That was it. There was no other angles. There was no, not even a quick VAR, which was kind of surprising because mm-hmm. he finished the play. The, the, the flag didn't go up. Like he, he finished it like you're supposed to do nowadays. But I, I, play. I think, I think I heard somewhere that the, and I don't remember this, but I think I heard that the whistle was blown before the ball went in the net. Which would mean that it wouldn't matter with VA or Saw because the ball hadn't crossed the line. Well, uh. the the problem with that is that Pat and I, well, while we were watching the game at Red Bull Arena, we by were. Way, uh, the sound was not great, if there at all. So we no. didn't get to hear anything about why there was no replay, any of that stuff. Yeah, the budget cut seems to have affected the uh, <laughs> the audio the, system, the, the audio system in the Audi Field club box. <laughs> And apparently, instant replay is now on Facebook. Yeah, like, that's the only place I can find it. Mm. I haven't watched it yet, so I will, I will after we're done recording. Uh, so Truman, what's, what's your dislike? Well, I just told you that was oh, my dislike. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I can't find anything else besides that. Yeah, uh, because I thought this was a really good result for the team. Um, my dislike is going to be Omir Fernandez. Uh, Columbus almost trying to give him a concussion multiple times. Yeah. The problem is that he's three feet tall. That's the problem. Yeah, True. he's a little guy. I mean, hey, he just, he took the, the beating and kept walking. So I think he's so small that, like, Connor Laid gets stuff off the top shelf for him. <laughs> oh, <my God>. Wow. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> Roasted, Fernandez. <laughs> I really want to actually. You know what? I'm doing that. I'm gonna go. Let's see what their heights are. <laughs> where's Where's the club section? Okay. Uh, height. Oh, I could sort by. Oh, wow. They can allow you to sort by height now. So there you go. Let's see, Connor Late is five foot seven. That's a lie. I don't believe that. Omir Fernandez comes in at five foot nine. Yeah. These are article. these are these are WWE stats right here. I don't it, believe it, it. My mother is five foot seven. She was not as short as Tyler as Connor Laid was to me. Yeah, uh, that time I met him. Lies. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. So likes, uh, Truman, what did you like the most about this one? I liked that it was a B squad and I thought they played their asses off. I, they, they were honestly the better team on the road, much better team. I, I think the only other thing I can really get mad about is I thought the, the set pieces were kind of shaky, but aside from that, to, to roll these guys out in a place where they haven't won in a million years, I think getting that draw is awesome. What a great way to start the year, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it's kind of similar in, in the similar vein. It's just that, uh, you know, I, one of the strengths of the system, this, the, the system is uh, that we do a tremendous depth and depth that can go out there and, uh, you know, um, perform when needed in a situation like this. I think there's very, very, very few teams in this league that could put out a lineup like that and win, you know, have their, you know, have 10 backups out there and uh, win a game. Uh, don't worry, I'm going to shit on the system later, but uh, they definitely <laughs> want to, spoiler alert, but uh, one of the the definite clear positive is uh, the depth that this team has, and that enables them to play multiple tournaments like this. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess I got kind of same thing. It's just um, <clears throat> the fact that this, for two years straight now, we were able to throw out a B-squad in the first week of the season and get a result. Because last year, I mean, last year, 4 nothing was a fluke, but to go out on the on the road at a place that I I don't even remember the last time we won. Last time I could think of was maybe 2015, the first year with uh, Jesse Marsh and Grella. Because I remember Grella having like some long strike where it was like goal 1,000 or something like that, and that's yeah. when we won. Mm-hmm. I think they won 2 on that day. But like I think that was the last time we won there. I, so I think so, yes. So, I mean, we didn't win with the B squad, which I predicted that, but it's not a bad thing to draw. Mm. But no, to, but to go in there and not lose is a really, I think, a big feather in the cap for what the development side is doing. And and I, I mean, this is going to sound like so homery, but I think if this game was at Red Bull Arena, I think they could have won for nothing again. I think so too. I think if they were if they were home, I it would not have surprised me at all. Mm. I mean, honestly, think of it this way, right? This was the first game for the crew after. The team got saved. Mm-hmm. Think sure, of the should have been more people there. Just saying, but you know there, there could have been. But th- but think of the emotional aspect of that night for the crew, and what that could have done to teams. But for a reserve team to go in there and then basically not be faced by it, yeah. yeah. And it helped that um, they had long start in the defensive. You know, defense in the back in the middle, and then put Parker in for the second half. So that was great. You didn't really burn out either of the players, and you both got that strong center uh, back mm-hmm. to really reinforce that line. And and plus the early, girl, the early goal helps too. Sure, of course. Pl- playing most of the first half with the lead is kind yep. of important. So. Yeah. Andre Ivan with his second goal, uh, you know, after I've been making fun of him, relentlessly. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, first MLS goal, by the way. Yes, first MLS goal. Uh, second goal in two games. Um, yep. you, uh, just a little tease for our interview coming up. Matt Doyle will tell you what he thinks might have pushed him over an edge for a win in Columbus. So pay attention for that. And uh, on top of that, uh, 
a friend of mine from high school, I guess, was there at the game. He lives in Columbus now. He was there with his wife and two kids. And they're like, oh, first crew game ever. And I was like, go Red Bulls. Fuck your crew. <laughs> <laughs> I remember me. Uh, I am pretty pumped uh, to see a Columbus-Cincinnati uh, rivalry. That should be fun. I-, I do like it when they can put a team very close to another team because, I mean, come on. I don't, I know it's it- it's it's going to be fun. It's not going to be New York-New York fun, but mm-hmm. uh, I-, I definitely like the idea of the new kid in town with just the, the haggard, angry old man. And this is this is my grass. You stay off my lawn. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. And I hope, I hope that, I mean, that's going to pack crew stadium yeah. or whatever map free stadium, whatever it's called now, because Cincinnati going to bring a lot of people up there. Yeah. 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 It's, it should be interesting. And then whatever the current ownership is doing, I mean, it was opening game of the season. Uh, it seems like they do have a greater interest in that team. And uh, to the point that, Hey, Red Bulls, maybe you should send some people over there and see what they're doing. Because <laughs> I don't know if the I don't think the CCL is necessarily a great indicator of what our attendance is going to look like this year, but I'm not all that hopeful it's going to be better than last year. So, real quick side jag, what do you guys think of the quote "Hell is real" derby? Huh? Huh? That's what? the that's the name for that's the already given name for the derby between or derby between uh, Cincinnati and. Cleveland. Hell is real. Columbus. Yep. Hell is real. That's the that's the already named for the Derby. Well, what? I think I think it's a good idea because we need to we need to let all the people out there who don't believe in Jesus the hell is real. And if they don't start believing in Jesus, they're just not going to get to heaven. I assume that's why they named the Derby that way for sure. That apparently apparently started back during 2017 or whenever they faced each other in the Open Cup. So. Oh, so there's there is an actual there's some kind of manner of history to it, I guess. Yeah, but like know. seriously, like that's not, it's not even a fun sounding thing. It doesn't yeah. sound fun. It's dumb. They, what they need is they got to go college football and come up with like you know a bucket or a barrel or a shovel. That's going to be on the line. <laughs> so, what's yeah. good Ohio what's, college football? Say, what's the, what's the most Ohio thing that you could do? Western. Uh. uh, uh Oh God! A um, it's the yeah. Bell Mason Jarb Jarby, <laughs> a bronzed uh, rubber tire. There you go. There Perfect. you go. That's Ohio for you. So yeah, according to that's everybodywiki.com, it was one one match, and for some reason, it's it was called the Hell Is Real match. I don't know. Cool. I don't know. That just sounds dumb. I don't even know what you would call a, a, a like what a better name would be between those two. Anything but that. We're probably not the ones to ask. L- nah. Loser, loser stays in Ohio. <laughs> now, I've been to Columbus a few times, but can't say much about it. All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, bef- so we're going to save afterthoughts. Um, next match. Uh, Red Bulls hosted Santos Laguna uh, yeah. in and uh, managed to come away with a two nothing loss. Yay! Which is good. Which is good news if you want to see a uh, all up, all the wall Red Bulls on the road to Mexico. Yeah. 
Uh, so we got tweets in the email. Uh, of course we did. Truman, you want to do the tweets first? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to read all your the replies here, but... Um, yeah, because some of those were conversations with me, so... Yes. Uh, Jim Aldag said that Santos's goalkeeper was a beast. I mean, I I guess. To he made... Uh, Whatever. Couple couple good saves. I mean, I, I mean, there was a few one that he definitely... I see that I think uh, that he was gifted. I give them no credit, Jim. None. <laughs> uh... It's a choice FC at Mucho Trabejo says we got rocked. Here we go. We got rocked in an important preseason game. Let's hope we get better during the regular season. I call this this Pat Tire. (laughs) Hey, I think the CCL is important. It's it's the Open (laughs) Cup that's not important. Although, to be fair, anybody who says it's not important because 3,000 people showed up, I I can't argue with you. Yeah. Well, fucking 15 degrees. Uh, Just to preface this, our our tweet did say, can they possibly make a comeback on the road next week? Because Pedro Gomes at MLS Super Sub said no. <laughs> he is right. <laughs> yes. At PWC002 said a friend decided to join our Red Bull fan base last year, and I let him know. Be ready for an overwhelming potential potential followed by complete failure at the worst moment. But hey, at least we've got this really cool long sleeve red jersey. <laughs> Buy one next season. Oops. <laughs> eBay. Check out eBay. Uh, Matt Schlemmer at RXRPH510 just threw up a uh, Groundhog's Day quote or a gif, which is I'm I'm super pumped about. That mm-hmm. that's always great. Uh, at DBRIEVA, David says we can't finish and parking along. We're beaten like rented mules. Hoofa. Yep. And then uh, at Greek Assassin17 said Doom. Is that with Torbo? Saying Doom, or is it just Doom? It's just a word. Yeah. Oh. I think his name was Torbo. Was his name Torbo? Futurama? Anybody? Uh, oh, God. I don't. I don't. Bueller? Shit. Bueller? I don't know how far I, I can dig into the, the Futurama archives. Uh, fuck. I should know this. I've watched that show multiple times. Yeah, you're, you're, you watch it more than both of us. <clears throat> yeah, it was um, <clears throat> Morbo. Yeah. Morbo, okay. The news analyst. Or yep. the, the, the news guy. Yeah. All right, and the email is from uh, Andre. He says, it's been very clear for over two seasons that Alex Mawil and Connor Lid cannot play at a higher level. They've had two years to invest in a quality attacker, acquired Kaku, but starting Mawil limits this team to being so one-dimensional. This results in over... Over losing Royer, which I think he meant overusing mm. Royer on the wing and Kaku down the center. People will point to Mawil and Leeds hustle, energy, engine, etc., but that doesn't translate to results when technical ability is the deciding factor. Different season, same results. Cheers, guys. Well, I, I think uh, I mean Leeds just he's just been playing because they have no other option. Yeah, I mean suspension, injury. Like it's always been. There's always a reason why he has to come in. And I, again, we talked about it last night. Is that he he gets exposed a lot? Yeah, um, he yeah, plays he very well coming up the field, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, he's a he's a defensive wing. Yeah, and he doesn't play well going back down the field. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's not beating anybody. He's not beating anyone on headers. Mm-hmm. You know, no, definitely not. And and with Mawil, we'll definitely talk. You know, he'll be mentioned during our interview with Matt and. 
And yeah, and now, <laughs> and yeah. now yeah. but but I think the whole thing is I don't think you're going to see him much more. I think I love Corey <laughs> Below. I love him last year, and I think he's going to be the guy. We're not going to see Muil that 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 much uh, again. I think we've been saying that for three years. But uh, I mean, this was this was after uh, Florian Velo got injured. I, I, I think he is going to be the guy. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I'll say this much uh, to Andre. I mean, I, yeah, with, with Lade, look for what he is. I think he's fine, and what he is is a guy who comes in when Mario and Lawrence are injured uh, and or suspended. Uh, he's not a starter. If he was a starter, I would be. I think more highly critical of him, more highly critical of the team uh, playing him. But uh, for what he is, he's fine. Um, he he was not great last night. Uh, you know, he on the second goal, he did not have the best angle. He kind of left that centering pass wide open. Um, you know, so it, it's he's not great. Uh, Mawil, I mean. I don't, I don't know. You know, like, let's, you want to start with dislike so I can just get right into it. I mean, <laughs> go, for, go for it. Uh, so my big dislike is, I mean, the, 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 everybody and I got shit on it. I got shit on about it uh, on Twitter last week about not trusting the system. I don't fucking trust. I mean, let me press this say, I don't distrust the system. I like that they're bringing players up. Hell, as a U.S. national team player, I love that they're bringing players up. But this idea that they can just fill holes with guys from the academy it's it's foolish. It's absolutely foolish. And, and the fact that they have not spent a third DP on an attacking right wing, when that has been a problem now for, I think you, well, you said two seasons. I think it's been going back longer than that. I think it's been three or four seasons. When did we get rid of Lloyd Sam? That was the last time we had any attack coming from the white wing. I mean, it's, what is this team not seeing that everybody else is seeing? Everybody else, except for the system acolytes, who think somehow it's going to be fixed. And acolytes, before you jump down my throat again, I hope you're right. I really do. I hope you're right. I don't want to see this team uh, blow MLS Cup again. But it's this idea that, like, well, you know, they were really good last year in, in CC also. There's really no reason to doubt that they won't be good this year. Well, guess what? Last year we had Tyler Adams. We don't have him this year. We, we don't have our best player from a year ago. And we did absolutely nothing to improve this team. Nothing to make this team any better. So I, I don't understand how we were supposed to be as good or better this year in this tournament. Uh, I mean, you know, I did not, to be fair, I don't think I expected them to win this series. Uh, Santos Laguna has been a house of horrors for MLS teams. I had a feeling, always had a feeling it was going to be tough uh, going down there. But it to lose this pathetically at home and, and look, yes, some of it is reliable players uh, who, you know, they, they had terrible games. Uh, Tim Parker and uh, Aaron Long key among them. Um, it, it's, it's just, it's just, but like, you know, yeah, they gave him two goals, but if you score zero goals, you can't win either. You know, and, mm-hmm. and and we have seen it in knockout round games year after year after year after year. And what – how can you explain to this team wants to win anything or this organization wants to win anything if they've seen the same problem creep up year after year and they've done nothing about it? And look, Matthias Jorgensen is interesting, but your, your, star, your star striker is 34 
How many 34-year-old strikers score, keep scoring 20-year-old, 20 goals a season? I mean, it's like you gotta, I mean, well, we got him. He's for the, he's for the now. He hasn't been in the 18 yet. He hasn't been in the 18 yet, so he can't be that ready. I, I mean, it, it's just, I, I mean, I used to be so positive about this team. I used to be optimistic. It was wonderful. I have to, I'm now one of those people who has to, like, fight myself for when I see optimism on the RBI and why I hashtag, I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. And, you know, I've become that person, that person <laughs> I hate, because this team just seems to have no interest in winning. None. And, you know, and I said it at the end of last year, it's expecting the attendance, and that's I'm not really expecting the attendance to be much better this year. Um, but it, it's just, it's for us, I, I, I'm... I don't know why I've become that fan who does not know why he continues to support this team. Of course, I will because uh, that's fandom. It's lunacy, and but, it's March, so yeah. there's plenty. There's plenty of time. Yeah. Oh, here, no. I, I, look, I'll also say in my argument with the people on Twitter is by midseason this team will be in first place, and I'm like, yeah, they proved me wrong. This is the season. <laughs> yeah, this is the year they're going to do it, and then we're going to get to the MLS Cup, and they're going to crash out in the semifinals because that's what they do. You know, it's it's they're they're going to be wonderful this regular season. I have like little, I have little doubt that they won't be. But when it comes to the big trophy, they're going to fail again, unless this summer they actually use that third designated player. And I'm not holding my breath. I'm not holding my breath. I I, I don't think this team has any interest in improving. Uh, I think we're a farm team for for Leipzig. I think that's all we are, and, and all we are is to get kid American kids coached up and ready to play in Europe. And to be fair, as a U.S. national team fan, that's awesome. I mean, that that, that is awesome. It, it is great. I, I think the Red Bull system, academy system is phenomenal for the U.S. national team. There's no question about that. But I want to see a fucking MLS Cup and or, or a CCL, for that matter. I mean, it's obviously not going to happen this year. But, um yeah, uh, my dislike has become a whole tirade. But hey, that was a, that was one hell of a game dislike. Yeah, so, oh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna add on to this. So here's the thing: being a being a farm team for Leipzig is not a big deal when you invest in players that help you win. Mm-hmm. Because because here's the key to all this: the players that are going to advance, and this is gonna sound stupid, but there's there's logic. The reason Tyler Adams gets to Leipzig and starts right away is because the team performed well during the regular season. If that team doesn't perform well, it hampers the valuation of Adams, regardless of how well he plays. That's possible, yeah. So investing in players that can do the things you aren't doing right now, even if you are a, quote, farm team, should be a priority. Mm -hmm. I mean, hell, the whole the whole methodology of um, Ralph Ragnick is buy young, get a few years out of them, pump the value up, and sell for profit. Mm -hmm. It's basically the Chelsea formula, except he actually plays the young players. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with doing it. And hey, hey, if shit comes out of the academy, that's great. But here's the thing. We haven't made that player that can blow past defenses on the wing. And mm-hmm. that's the problem. The yeah. academy, the academy is not producing it. And you know why? And this is going to sound bad. The reason why the academy is not producing it is because the fastest people around are not playing soccer right now. They're being recruited for other sports that pay more money. Yeah, I mean that, that's very much a possibility. But I mean, I think you see. But you know, you said it. I mean, Alex Mawil, God bless him. 
I've said it multiple times over the last couple shows. Um, he improved a lot over the last year. But look, he, he's – how many times do you have to watch, uh, a, 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 you know, a left back out, outrun him? And let's not forget, left back is across the world one of the weakest positions. And we have one of our weakest attackers on that side. I mean, it just – it doesn't make sense. I mean, it's, we should have someone who can exploit that weakness for when it exists. And we don't. You know, it, it's – I would love to – I mean, Ivan's played all right the last couple of games. I would love to see Velo take another step. I, I'm not as convinced as others are that, you know, he was the answer, you know, because he played well last year for sure. But, you know, I'm not as convinced that it would have been – the storyline would have been drastically different had he still been around uh, and not gotten hurt. But it's, it's – you know, it's just – it's so frustrating to see the same thing over and over and over and over again. And it's just – to draw – you know, bring out the old cliche, the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. And – we're expecting different results, and I, I don't know how that's possible. I mean, how many times last night do you need to see Alex Mawil and Duncan overlapping and not getting past the defender? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole point of the overlap is to, if you don't have speed, is to get past the defender anyway. Mm-hmm. But they weren't doing it. Yep. I guess I have a dislike, right? Yeah. You might I, as well. I, I, I can't even give my actual dislike. Can we get I thought you did. I thought you just you. No, I'm just piling on to, to the points he was making. All right, so I'm just going to say mine real quick, and it's. I mean, it was basically covered, um, but it's just the frustration of missing several great chances, like you see in every other playoff game. I mean, Pat just said this, but I'm I'm just going to draw it home because we see it a million times, and uh, give up that first goal, and then it's team the time for the other team to just fall over and dive and grab their face and roll around and stall mm-hmm. and stall and stall and stall. Yep. And then we just start throwing the balls up the field, hoping that, you know, 30-something-year-old BWP can chase it down. Yep. So we don't have to keep breaking it down. It is, it's it's just another game that I had to go to in person and, and see that. Yeah. Uh, to just kind of add on to that a little bit, um, you know, that, that, you know, the whole game itself just kind of annoyed me. But then, like, when that stuff started, I got really angry, and that's when I started standing up <laughs> and screaming uh, curse words and, other various foul languages at the referee and the uh, Santos Laguna players. And I will say the one positive to that is that the Santos Laguna fans that were around me, they were kind of like, hey, before that, they got quiet after I got angry. <laughs> so maybe they got fear. They, they became fearful of me. I put the fear of God in them. I put the fear of God in them. <laughs> like I, I opened up my chest and there was like, just, there was like a MAGA tattoo somehow there. I don't know where that came from, but you know, um, and they were like, Oh no, I'm just kidding. That's terrible. But uh, <laughs> that's a terrible thought. But um, yeah. So that, that was the one plus of that, I guess. But it was, again, I'm so sick of conky cap diving for sure. All right. My dislike is general lack of effort. Um, the two goals came down to lack of effort in the end. I mean, yeah, Aaron Long kind of got faked, uh, faked out, but that pass should have been challenged. Mm-hmm. The shot ultimately should have been challenged. The the lead up to second goal should have been challenged. Every, everything. Like, the the two times that, that Santos scored, nobody was closing down either the pass or the actual shot. Yeah. 
And then on the offensive side, why the fuck do I need to see Bradley Wright Phillips sitting there on the side of the penalty box trying to be playmaker? Mm. He's the fucking forward. He's not yeah. a possession forward. He's a, he's a he's a target guy. We've known this. Yeah. But when it, when he gets frustrated to the point that he has to to go to that part of the field to finally get the ball inside to the box, mm-hmm. there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the one thing that sucks. Like, Thierry Henry, when he no longer was able to really be that pure striker, I mean, he had so much skill that he was able to become a winger. I mean, if as I recall, his last season, he was kind of a left winger for us. I'm not sure BWP has that, uh, you know, skill set. Whole, uh, uh, can we give it like two months into the season? Can we please? Just no, I'm, I'm, two months. I'm calling the season now. I'm calling the season now. <laughs> Listen, it I'm is not over. I'm not saying the season's over. They played well, one league game and none of these guys were in it. <laughs> the season is over, Truman. Two of the guys were in the league. I am, it's, too. it's so bad. I am retiring from the show after today. <laughs> I'm selling my season tickets. Uh, no, yeah, but well, I'm just saying, I don't think he has that extra, that extra gear. I, you know, it's, 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 and I am definitely worried that the, the wheels are going to come off at 34. I, I mean, I mean I, I, I mean, don't think that's irrational to think that the wheels are going to come off, possibly going to come off at 34, you know? Um, but uh, to echo what you were saying to begin with, defensive effort, yes, there was uh, – um, I mean, uh, Long was horribly faked out in the first goal. Um, second goal, uh, you know, Laid took a kind of a lousy angle. Uh, Duncan failed to track. Um Parker also kind of filled the track and long. Yeah. He could probably could have done better to get in the way of that shot. Um, it's just, yeah, it was awful all around. But my, my point where I Phillips is, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like he's gotten more assists for a bit, but part of that was the assists are, were coming from him being in the center of the field. It's not like he was drifting all the way to the sideline to, to make those assists. Mm. That's my point. It's that, Getting the ball in was so bad, he had to drift to the sidelines last night. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's wrap up. I, I, I'm just giving afterthoughts because we've talked we talked about it. We did it. We afterthoughted our asses off right we there. We didn't give any likes. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Real quick. Uh, I thought Kyle Duncan played well. There you go. Yeah. I think, yeah, despite, I was just, that's what I was going to say. Despite, despite the fact that I do think he did fail to track on that second goal, I think his uh, ability on the ball is very good. Um, there was a lot to like there. If Kamar Lawrence is still going to be out for some more time, I would like to see more of Kyle Duncan uh, than Connor Laid out there for sure. Oh, oh, and Kaku is a street fighter now, so I like that too. Who's a street fighter? Yeah. After, after running into the guy, kneeing him in the face, yeah, yeah. rumble. It was going to be a rumble. He hadoukened him. The fuck him up Kaku chant was my favorite chant of the whole night. <laughs> uh. uh Oh, afterthoughts. Uh, whatever red members put their fucking one twenty six tickets on uh, uh, on StubHub so Santos Laguna fans could get in there. Fuck off. There were free tickets. Just eat the fucking. Don't sell them to Santos Laguna fans. Just eat the. You know. Yeah. Like that. That that annoys me. That annoys me when you know we sell our tickets to the opposing fans. I mean, be one thing if they pay if they paid for a ticket. And they're hey, hey, yeah, money, they, money back. 
I'd still be mad, but at least there's a rationale for it. There's a rationale. There's just I'm gonna make profit and sell it to the enemy. Fuck you. Um. All right. So, other MLS CCL results: uh, Houston lost two nothing to Tigres at home. That's that honestly wasn't really much of a shocker. I mean, Tigres was kind of favorite to win that series. Yeah, definitely better than Houston is for sure. Yeah, I, I think the shock is the fact that it was only two goals. Um, Independent or Independent is playing uh, Independiente. Independiente. Is playing Sporting Kansas City right now, and that's still zero zero in the thirty second minute. I and think I, I think SKC is playing a B team. I don't recognize a lot of these names. Uh, I don't know. I see Zuzi on the field. So I was Zuzi on there. I didn't see Zuzi. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Beasler. Beasler. I saw. I didn't see Zuzi. He's got Zuzi's got a haircut though. Yeah. Um, and Monter- tonight Monterey is hosting uh, Atlanta, which should be interesting. Yeah. Um, Prediction contest, Truman got the Columbus game right, so three points, Pat and I are at zero. Look at that. Look at that lead, guys. Come on. Whatever. Come get some. Uh, like you said, it was only one week in the year, Truman. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts both ways. Um, all right. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have on with us from MLSsoccer.com, Matt Doyle. We'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to the Red Bull Rant. We want to welcome back to the show, longtime guest, uh, I think first time in close to a year he's been on the show. Uh, you guys know him as the MLS analyst, Mr. Matt Doyle. Matt, welcome back to the show. Gentlemen, it's like an annual tradition. It's good to be back. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Just yeah. unfortunately, we couldn't do this one week sooner. <laughs> you know what I think? Though? I think didn't, didn't last year we – I think we recorded – I think there was there was already like a, maybe a game in. I know CCL had already begun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least CCL was already started by that point. I have a feeling MLSsoccer.com pays better than us. <laughs> Just lately. Just lately. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't even think that was a contest, but sure. A check, a check is still in the mail somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I keep looking. <laughs> All right, hey, so- hey, Patreon money goes, goes to get sometimes. <laughs> um, I... I I, it, I hate having to relive this because it just happened last night. Um, but Pat and I were at that game. Yeah. Do you think it was worth uh, freezing our butts off to watch that kind of result? I, I mean, the result's disappointing, but I thought the team actually played well. And look, sports is sports. You're gonna have you're gonna have disappointments. You're gonna have games like the one that played out last night. Now, granted, everybody knows Red Bulls fans have had probably more than their fair share of those types of games um, in knockout competitions. It was it was super familiar. But if you're not there for the low points, yeah, I don't think the high points are are as fun, are as good. And let's like let's all remember, you know, this is a team that just won a, a major trophy last year and have done it three times in the last six seasons. So you know I think a great philosopher once said, you take the good, you take the bad. You take them both, and, and then you have 
the shittiness of being a sports fan. That's right. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I mean, you did say they played well. I think we, we talked about it earlier. I thought we played, they played pretty well early on. Um, what happened in the, in the second half? I, they, they just felt completely lost. I mean, I think right from, uh, kickoff the second half, they just, it looked, it looked bad. And you just, after that goal happened, it was, they, I thought they were lost. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I, I think, uh, Armis said something to that effect and maybe, maybe Kaku said something as well that like the, the spirit sort of just went out of the team after the second goal, which, uh, yeah, I get it because they had played so well in the first 40 minutes. They they could have been up and maybe even should have been up 2-0 or 3-0. And then you have that so predictable breakdown right before the half. And you come out and you do the same damn thing. Like, it's, I think it's just natural to feel like, ah, oh, man, and spend 30 minutes shit in the bed. Um, but then, you know, they, they still fought back and they still had good chances. They just couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't finish anything. I mean, they couldn't finish anything. They should have. They should have won that game four, four to two. What What can they do to improve on the finishing? Like, there's only you know, there's only so much Ray Phillips can do. And granted, he didn't. Some of his chances, I think, should have been in, and some, like the header, you know, you could argue he could have done much better. But what is it like a personnel thing, or is there anything that the Red Bulls can do in situations like this to finish better? I uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I I, I asked a, a bunch of my coworkers are, are ex professional players, um, you know, including one who scored an MLS Cup, Kalen Carr, and I I said, you know, this game is this just lack of top end quality, or is it the difference between a, a team that's played twelve games, which is Santos Laguna, um, and a team that's played two, and or is it some of column A and some of column B? And I think the consensus is maybe it's it's a little of column A and a little column B. I think we've all known that for five years now, it's been BWP or pretty much nobody in these situations in these games. And um, and BWP, while I think he's the greatest regular season uh, forward in MLS history, he's he's not that guy in the playoffs. He's not that guy in these moments, and we've seen it. Uh, time and time again. So I think, you know, there's a certain segment of the fan base, um, shout out Brent, who are, you know, who are like really angry at the owners for not going out there and, and getting an Almiron or and spending an extra $5 million on a Piatti and, and finding that guy who can come through in these moments. Um, but I mean, clearly that's just not the Red Bulls way. I mean, can it's not the rebels' way, but can rebel fans really expect uh, an ML, the ever elusive MLS Cup if they're not spending the way other teams are? I mean, the last what four, or three, four MLS Cup winners have had uh, three designated players. I, I mean, I, I I think there's probably something to that if you look at the teams that have won what, the team in fourteen. It was the uh, it was the Galaxy with Donovan and. In Keen, 15, it was uh, Portland with Valeri and Adi. And, uh, 16 was uh, w- was the Sounders with Ladero. And, so, yeah, I mean, it's it, it seems like more and more it's the teams at the top end of 
the the salary outlay and the transfer outlay that are taking home MLS Cup and are probably going to take home CCL. But I, I think the the way Red Bulls are looking at it, and I think the way that I actually see it is like this is an interregnum period. This is a period in between where teams have just figured out how to really use their academy and and take advantage of that in a transferring out Matt Miazga or Tyler Adams for multiple million of dollars way. And teams have really turbocharged their academy use. And the idea is that within the next three or four, five years, you're going to be able to get those top end players from within. And that will change the balance of power in the league. And I don't think anybody's better suited for that than the Red Bulls. But in the meantime, it probably means that you you got to hope that a guy like Jorgensen really hits. Like they they spent two million dollars on him, and you got to hope that it turns out this kid is you know a fifteen million dollar transfer out waiting to happen. You better hope that Omer Fernandez really hits. You know he's a he was kind of an afterthought in the academy until he really blew up at Wake Forest, and the hope is that his improvement curve you know, rockets upward. Um, but at the same time, it does, you know, we're not at that stage yet. As a league, we're at the, yeah, hope these guys can do it stage. And meanwhile, it's the likes of El Miron and, you know, Javinko and Ladero and Valeri and Keane who are walking away with MLS Cup at the end of the year. It's, speaking of uh, Fernandez, let's rewind a little bit back to the Columbus game just because, much like last year, the Red Bulls' first game of the year, they rolled out a B team and I think played a fantastic game. Uh, I think the Red Bulls are bragging about depth. What, what did you make of that game when they're going into Columbus where they haven't won a game in – they said this that. It's been a few years. I know they haven't actually won a game there. Uh, how impressed were you just to see this B squad come out and get that one, one result? I was pretty impressed. I I thought they, you know, their structure was really good. Uh, I thought the way they battled was, uh, really impressive. I thought Caceres was very good. Um, and you know, the sooner he takes that job from Joukowsky, the the better, because I I don't see it with Joukowsky. I know everybody loves him. I don't see what they see. So that that was that was all really good. I do wonder how it would have looked if they had had um, if they had had Brian White or Jorgensen ready and had a true forward out there. Because again, Omar Fernandez, he he really fought, he really battled, but he's not he's not a lead the line striker. So it limited what they were capable of. Um, but that, I mean, look, that's the type of point that you win shields with. You get you get that point on the road with your B team against what I think will be a playoff team in Columbus. Um, that's how you get seventy one points. So I mean, these past two games, one was a very encouraging draw with uh, you know a B team, and another was a very deflating loss against a Mexican power. Uh, I mean, what what should Red Bull fans take away from like? Should they take more away from the Columbus game? Should they take more away from Santos? Combination of both. I think it's a combination of two. Um, you know, the, the, the Santos game showed that there's still a, there's still a game plan there. There's still the ability to, to do some of those top end things in terms of, um, you know, being able to open up a good team and create those types of chances. Um, and the, 
you know, the, the Columbus game shut it to his death. Bessicourt looked great. Velo looked great. And I still think, like, I, I went on that big spiel about, oh, yeah, you kind of have to hope that one of these guys hits. Well, if Velo stays healthy last year, he's maybe like a nine-goal, 13-assist type of winger. Yeah. And then maybe, maybe we're having a very different type of, of discussion. So I think, I, I mean, I look, I get it. I've literally been in the crowd at Red Bull Arena and then at, at, at Giant Stadium for losses exactly like the one you guys went through last night. But I just look at the structure of this this team, the way they evaluate and develop talent, um, their lack of sentimentality about a lot of that talent. I like. I still think there's just so much more to be happy about than to be sad or even frustrated by. I just I'll just say real quick before Jay jumps in. I have photographic evidence of you being at those games. <laughs> burn that. Burn that. It really happened. <laughs> That's actually true. Uh, so. On uh, sorry, uh, next week the Red Bulls are traveling to Mexico for the second leg. You know they're d- down to nothing, two road goals on top of that. What is well, just t- like one thing? What is one thing that the Red Bulls would need to do? And obviously, score goals is that thing. But <laughs> what's the one thing that's not scoring goals that the Red Bulls will need to do next week on the road? I mean, I think they go out and, and play the same way. Uh, the the fir- again the first forty five minutes, uh, I'm not gonna say there was only one team on the field, but it was clear who the better team was. And I think, I, look, I, I do think Chris Armis made a little mistake, and he he said in the post game, oh, we know Santos, you know they don't really bring their backs up in transition. In fact, they drop them really deep, and they create all this room to play in. And it's like, yeah, I saw the exact same game that you did. And he you know then went on to say, yeah, it allows us place to spe- uh, space to play and like uh, you know get on the ball and knock it around a little bit and I'm thinking uh-huh that makes sense why given all of that is Alex Mawil starting you know Alex Mawil is a really good player if you're going balls to the wall cr- crank that press up to 11 and just make a demolition derby he's invaluable but in any other situation I would take Velo even at 70% health I would take Omer Fernandez, even if he's, you know, still a kid who's played two professional games, I would take Andres even from the start or Ivan, however the hell you say his name. (laughs) Like just get one more guy out there who can make a play with the ball. And I'm hoping that's what we see in in the second leg. And I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing this team play like completely free, uninhibited soccer. And just like, just you know what? We have nothing left to lose, so we might as well just go out there and play our asses off. And it's better to lose, you know, five four than it is. You know, there's no difference between losing five four than there is losing six nil. There there just isn't. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, I know Pat wants to talk about America. Um, but before we do that, uh, we did our little bit of a season preview last week. I think the three of us all said. Uh, that the Red Bulls definitely could finish in the top one or two in the Eastern Conference. Uh, my question is, where do you see the Red Bulls in the Eastern Conference? And then I want you to give me two teams in the whole league, one team that's going to go way up and one team that's going to go way down. Um, I mean, for the first part, like this is still a top three team in the league, I think, top five at, at, at worst. Does that, does that answer the question? 
or do you need do you need more? No, no, that that's perfect. I mean, we yeah. talked about it last week, and I'm with you. I don't think much has changed from yeah. last year's team, but there's no reason why they shouldn't still be yeah. a top team. Yeah, like I I still think this is a really good team. I don't think Aaron Long is going to play that poorly again all year. That was literally the worst game I've seen him play for the Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's fine. Um, and then the second question was, you want one team that's going to go way up and one team that's going to go way down? Yes. I don't know if there's a way up team. The Galaxy and Montreal just missed the playoffs last year. Um, both are going to be playoff teams again. But, I mean, I, well, I guess maybe the Fire, right? Like, the Fire were only on 32 points last year, but they have a lot more talent in the attack this season. Mihailovic is... is back and healthy and looks good the guy frankowski is not the most clinical guy in the world he's a little bit like dane richards he's got a lot of speed but he doesn't finish plays off but that's still a weapon if you surround him with guys like nikolic and uh, mihailovic and obviously schweinsteiger and the defense looked decent i thought for the first 60 minutes against la and when you have that much firepower a decent defense is probably enough um as for way down i'm i I'm loath to say it because they really do have a lot of talent, but it's it's probably NYCFC. Um, they like their forwards are five foot three, five foot three, and five foot seven, and they spent last week hitting literally twenty five percent of their passes long, skipping the midfield entirely to play long balls to their five foot three inch tall forwards. This is not a well-coached team. It's just, <laughs> it's just not a well-coached team. They probably should have lost that game uh, at Orlando despite having a, a 2-0 lead and despite Orlando City being literally the worst defense in league history last year. Um, so I picked them to go from they were, what, third in the East last year. I, I picked them to miss the playoffs. Wow. And I, I mean, we said last week, the biggest thing is just losing David Villa, who was clearly the heart and soul of that team. And we, I think we said two years ago, once he's gone, that team is going to be in massive trouble. I, I don't think they would be if they still had Patrick Vieira. I, I think Vieira is a great coach. I like Jesse Marsh obviously had his number in every conceivable way. And uh, Vieira's dogmatism about play and possession cost him some embarrassing results. But he is a great coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and losing, down, going from him to Dome Tarant, uh, has been a precipitous drop. All right. Well, let's get, before we let you go, we'll get our usual U.S. <laughs> national team question. Um, so last month, Greg, or two months ago now, Greg Boherlton finally made his, uh, debut for the U.S. national team and with convincing victories over Panama and Costa Rica, they looked, like they had a tactical idea. So my question is, how many World Cups is Greg Ballhunter going to win us? <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, I, I, I'm putting the over under at .5, and I'm going to hammer the under. Um, <laughs> that said, I, I, you know, I agree with the way you framed it. The, the two wins were super convincing. The tactical ideas were um, – not just interesting, but clear. And not, you know, like you could see the players understood it, um, which is something new and fun that we hadn't seen in a decade. Um, and, and certainly, uh, you know, watching it, I think I understood it on a pretty good level and that was good and fun. Um, and I think 
you know, every, I don't say everybody, but people think of players as dumb jocks, right? Like they just, they're just guys who go out there and kick a ball and they work on their, their bodies and, and, and that's it. And like most of them aren't. Most of these guys really want to be coached. Most of these guys really, really, really want to have like an intense film session and like really clear directives and delineation of responsibilities and let's go down your decision tree and then they go out on the field. And I think that's what Burhalter is going to give them all, like literally all of them. Um, and the ones who don't want that aren't going to make it. Uh, so I, I like I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the upcoming friendlies against Ecuador uh, and Chile. I'm excited to see what happens when guys like Pulisic and Wea and Sargent um, and Miazga and uh, you know John Brooks and, and, and just about those five, maybe a few others in Europe. Uh, I know Weston McKenney as well get into the lineup. Like I, I, I'm really looking forward to it for the first time in a long time. And it feels good because I freaking hated the Klinsman years. I freaking oh, hated them <laughs> and watch it, you know, and like, I thought Bruce was going to simplify and, and do things right. Bruce was so stupid with that four, one, three, two that left the central midfield exposed. Mm-hmm. It was so disappointing. And to, to see that we're like, we have the exact opposite of that. Like I'm on board. Mm-hmm. I'm on board with that, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And then every time I talk myself into it like that, <laughs> I think about the fact that Greg Berhalter gave Pedro Santos three-quarters of a million dollars to play soccer, and I get <laughs> pressed all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a real Red Bulls fan. <laughs> all right, so one more very, very quick question before we let you go. Uh, how many how many months do you think it's going to be before that David Beckham – statue accidentally falls over and you see Landon Donovan's footprints around it. <laughs> uh, I, I think, I think Landon is going to stay away for, for at least a little while. Um, at least until his, uh, his indoor soccer career. is done. <laughs> you know? Landon, by the way, Truman Landon is joining you and I in, in the ranks of, uh, of the balds. He, he, oh. needs, a, he needs to come to Jesus moment about bicking that thing. So. Just do it, man. Just do it. Just, just, <laughs> Man up like us and just go for it. <laughs> I got time for one more, guys. Whoever uh, wants it. Uh, U.S. national team player that made a name for herself. You might see uh, playing in these games against Ecuador and Chile in the last two games. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we'll see Mihailovic back, mm-hmm. um, and like all the stuff that I, I I wanted to see from him in terms of being more comfortable on the ball and turning in those pockets. He's really smart off the ball, finding those little pockets of space, but he didn't really turn them into danger for the U.S. He did um, for the fire, mm-hmm. or, you know, against L.A., but granted it was L.A., but, um, <laughs> like, he looked really good with that. So I think we'll definitely see him. Nick Lima has not, from all the reports and from what I saw in week one, he's not adapted well to the situ- to the the man marking scheme that Matias Almeida uses in San Jose, but I'm sure we're going to see him uh, as well. And then you know Long is going to be there, um, even though he again crapped the bed last night. Uh, Walker, Walker Zimmerman, I think, will be there. I, I would be surprised if he if he isn't. Um, and then uh, you know it, it, it is kind of up in the air, but like Jordan Morris came back and uh, you know had two goals in, in his first game. 
he could be a factor on the depth chart. I thought Russell Knauss looked really good, but I'm not sure he hits the exact type of passes that Burhalter needs uh, from a D mid. Um, so there's, I mean, there's there's a pretty long list. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very nice. All right, so next episode, next time you're on, we're going to talk about uh, best early '90s grunge album, but we'll save that for next <laughs> next appearance. I like that idea. I like that idea. Uh, and it, I'll leave you guys with this thought uh, on all the preseason content MLSsoccer.com put out. Um, they all, you know, at, we're always required to pick, uh, pre, you know, winners of the Shield. U.S. Open Cup, Canadian Championship, MLS Cup. Uh, and just for you guys, the winners of the MLS Cup that I picked this year, uh, DC United. That's it. <laughs> I'm out of here. Sorry, see, you next, see you next year, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, before you go, do you want to tell people where they can find you online? Uh, yeah, you can find me. Everything at, at MLSsoccer.com, uh, on, you know, on the, the website. Oh, and uh, let me plug this. Um, have you ever wanted a match of the day style Sunday night recap of everything that happened in MLS over the weekend? Yep. We're, mm-hmm. we're doing that this year. We yeah. had our first, we had our first show. It's called Match Day Central. We had our first show, uh, this past Sunday. It went surprisingly well. <laughs> it was about 40 minutes, and we do that thing where we go through all the games. We give you, you know, all the, the best highlights, what we think anyway. We give you a little bit of tactical stuff. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the powers that be have invested a lot of uh, time and money, straight up time and money, to, to make this happen. So please, on Sunday nights, uh, forget Game of Thrones. Watch us instead. And, of course, um, don't watch it on a Sunday night. You have to watch Game of Thrones. And then uh, on Monday, you could watch it at your desk at work. It's on the uh, it's on MLSsoccer.com. All right. Excellent. All right, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Um, we'll take a quick break, and we'll have more Red Bull rant right after this. Welcome back to Rebel Rant. Once again, I want to thank Matt Doyle for coming on the show. You can follow him on uh, Twitter at MLS Analyst. Uh, uh, no, you should probably check it. Yeah, definitely not Matt that Doyle anymore. Checks. When did that happen? Uh, a while like, ago. Like, quite a long time ago. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. At Matt Doyle 76. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was at MLS Analyst. Because you live in the old days, man. Everything else is. <laughs> Um, all right. So the only match the Rebels have coming up right now is, uh, the return leg of the CCL. Uh, they'll be playing at Santos, um, next Tuesday, March 12th at, let me double check the Red Bull schedule, 9 p.m. Eastern. Don't trust Google because they're saying 10. Uh, you know, it's there. Daylight savings is coming up. Uh oh, that might be why. So I think so, so. I think it is ten. So something's just yeah, it's fucked up. Hours. Yes. Okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. But C- CCL is always eight and ten. Yeah, so it might be eight o'clock. 
And it's just because CC, or, uh, Daylight Savings hasn't happened yet. That's why. Yeah. It's this weekend, yeah. So it could that, be. Yeah, so if you're watching uh, English soccer, make sure to take uh, account for the fact that England doesn't trip over this week yet. Yeah, England. I think they have, I think they have another few weeks. Bloody hell. It means you can sleep in an extra hour for uh, English Premier League. Um, no, no, you actually have to get up earlier, right? Because we're going ahead. Yeah, so, so what was 7.30 will now be 8.30. No, it will now be eight thirty. Shit, uh, my my sense of that time is all screwed. Anyway, um, so Yahoo Sports only place you can watch it. Uh, no predictions, but what do you guys think is going to happen on Tuesday? They're going to lose. We're going to move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do the Red Bulls get any goals? Yes. No. Whoa! I no. see. I said they get one. <laughs> no. Uh, I think. Uh, I think Santos packs it in. Uh, maybe Santos pushes for the early goal or two. Uh, we have to. We don't deal with the altitude. And I mean, come on, look how many how many times do we have to watch when a team boxes it in? A really good team boxes it in, and we need offensive creativity, and we don't have it. I, I say no goals. I say we lose the series three to four, three or four to nothing on aggregate. German, any thoughts? No, yeah, we're going to lose, but I think we're going to score. I think I think Bradley's going to score. I hope he I hope he scores. He can yeah. use it. Yeah. And then Ivan scores five, and we win. What, what's, the, what's the chances of Red Bull getting the red card at some point? Uh, straight red or double yellow? Either one. Mm, I don't. I don't know. I don't think there's a great chance of that happening. You think Mario could do it. <laughs> he already got suspended once. Play. Yeah. Well. Oh my god! Fucking Kansas right. City. Any any other thoughts on this one, or just move I, on? I, I, I'm with Truman. I hope Ivan gets the Clint Mathis Award and scores five. <laughs> All right. So if that's it, uh, just I talked about this one last week, but uh, New York Red Bulls two open their season this weekend, March 9th against Will Park Rangers, uh, one p.m. Uh, at Montclair State, and Sky Blue is still. A month off. So, got a ways. We got a ways. Yeah. And they've stayed out of the news at least recently. Yep. All right. Uh, then that makes it time for the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you guys want to discuss that we haven't yet? Yeah, wasn't there something you shared just the other day that was interesting? Uh, I shared it today, actually. You're right. Today? Uh, maybe not today. Um, As I said, hey, we should discuss that on the yes. show. So, MLS has told teams not to extend That's right. uh, their local TV rights past 2020. The idea being that, or the suggestions are that MLS is going to try to bundle the national and local TV rights into some package deal starting, I guess, in 2023. Uh, not sure how it's going to work. But what do you guys think of the idea of the league at the at the same time everybody stopping their local TV deals? Uh, I, I mean, DC's already gone that way, right? LA, it's already in the YouTube universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to sound like an old man, but I I like having local TV deals because it's better chance for uh, eyes that don't watch the game 
to maybe, maybe actually catch a game or two. Uh, end up being generous because I didn't really think people who don't follow the game are going to just tune into MSG all of a sudden. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm a fuddy-duddy. So I, I like my old school cable deals. I get worried when a league tries something this new without giving us like an actual idea of what the plan is. They're just saying, we're going to come up with something. Yeah. They don't have it in place yet, but they're coming up with something. I mean, they got four seasons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is all speculation and rumor from behind the scenes. So, I mean, that they could have a more detailed plan that they certainly haven't released. I, I'm, I'm mixed on it. Uh, I mean, I do think MLS is a fan base that skews young uh, and thus is, you know, fairly savvy with streaming, uh, which is obviously where this would have to go. I mean, I don't think it will be a national TV deal where you get the uh, whatever the channel in the 1500s that's like the spillover. Um, it certainly had to be streaming. I'm a bit more used to streaming than I used to be, um, especially when it gets warm when I do my outdoor grilling fun times and I watch the games. Um, you know, so it's – I would be okay with it. And, you know, and I think but, – but at the same time, if it comes to the point where then you have to pay to watch your local team – yeah, that that could become problematic. I mean, um, you're technically paying for. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you're paying for cable, but you know, no one wants like, another fucking bill, you know, right. every month because how many services are we all already paying for? Right, and unless unless you know unless they go to go with ESPN, and for those of us who are diehards and already have ESPN Plus, right, you know, it's like it's not much of a difference. Um, or if if it could be. Uh, like what, which I heard NFL might be going somewhere, uh, you know, a pay per view per game, like you know, nope, five bucks a game or whatever, you know. Um, NFL can do it, we can't. What? NFL can do that, we cannot. Are you just saying M- MLS would never be, would never survive on a paper pay per game basis? Okay, yeah, I mean, okay, if you're going from that standpoint, that's a possibility. But uh, you know, I'm just saying, uh, for those of us. Uh, um, who would actually be willing to pay for it and just didn't want the whole package. But I, again, I think to extent, I think Truman is right. It, it's tough to get people to try something out um, if they have to pay for it. Um, you know, it, it's much easier if you can at least get uh, a freebie or something. Well, it's here's the thing. It's easy, it's hard to get them to try something out if it's something new. Yeah. If it's like, was a few years ago, the NFL was mentioned, rumored to be going to NFL or sorry, the YouTube over DirecTV. Mm-hmm. If MLS took that approach, it's like, hey, you're already using YouTube for stuff, right? If you're if you stream things, you're already using YouTube for some things. Mm-hmm. What's what's worse than throwing a few more buck Google's way for games on YouTube? Right. Mm-hmm. Just give Google all your money. No, but but it's the same thing. Like, hey, you already using Plus. Like what's a few more bucks to ESPN Plus, right? Right, right. It's it's the 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 familiarity of the service would would benefit for what you're trying to do. Yeah. If they went and made their own streaming, like, hey, you remember MLS Live? We're going to bring that back, and you can get all the games here. No, that's that's going to be. Don't get me wrong. Like I would do it because I'm yeah. streaming, but you will lose people. Because yeah. there would be, why am I going to again sign up for another service? Yeah, it, it can't. It can't be like uh, what? What was that streaming service that no longer exists? Was it Go Ninety? 
But that was a free one run by Verizon. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, you can't be like. I mean, just look at how that deal with NWSL worked out for NWSL. So yeah, it's got to. If they do do this, it's got to be with a heavy hitter, a la you know, uh, ESPN um, or YouTube for sure. You you good on that one, Truman? Do you have any other thoughts? No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, then that was it for me. You guys have anything else you want to talk about? I don't believe so. No, I think we can we can keep this thing going. Okay, then that means we only got one thing left. That's Truman's terrible team of the week. That's terrible. All right, I have a runner up, but the winner is going to go to an MLS game because that's what this show is basically about. Mm-hmm. But if we can't mention Real Madrid getting absolutely destroyed at home. Ajax, Ajax, four to one. I mean, whew, that is fucking embarrassing. That is yep. humiliating. That is, it's just an absolute demolition. It's their worst loss uh, at home in Champions League history. Rough. That gets everybody fired. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Yep. But again, we got to hand this one to Philadelphia at home for losing to TFC, uh, who we thought was going to be the big trash team, three to one. Uh, Philadelphia is supposed to be better. Sure, it's only the first game of the season, but who doesn't love the pile on to Philly? And I couldn't think of a better way to kick this segment off than giving Philly its first uh, unwin of the season. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, take that, Philly. You stink. You'll forever be America's toilet. (laughs) All right, so anything else? We're good? No, sir. Good. All right, let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at patreon.com slash rant One buck a month is all you need to give us to uh, support the show and get exclusive stuff, such as our monthly wrap-ups, any live post-game stuff we do, stuff like that. Rant at gmail.com if you want to email us like Andre did this week. Or if you'd rather call us, 973-348-5329, facebook.com slash Rant. On Twitter at Red Bull Rant, uh, at Dr. Stooch myself, at PMAC DA2 for Pat, at The Truman for Truman. Subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Uh, and as of last week, um, Spotify, we're on there too. So if you want to listen to us there, feel free. Um, I just remembered the listener predictions because we did, we did do this. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to shout this out earlier. So. Uh, week one of the predictions, we actually have seven people that got it exactly right. Uh, at Syracuse Pinball, FCBM, Steve Toto, Kale Gristom. I'm not sure how to say that. Uh, Joseph Mandel, Jeremiah Dempster, and Nicholas Lambert. You guys all got it one one draw exactly right. And then we got another four. I'm not going to read them off, but we got another four that got the draw. And I think we had a total of 35 people did it. So thank you guys if you did it. And keep an eye out for the one next week for the home opener against yes. uh, San Jose. I'm not putting that up yet because I want to get past the weekend before I do that. <clears throat> and I plus I figure people are going to use the Santos match and use that to, to judge what's going to happen next. So. <laughs> Everyone's going to predict we're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> but keep an eye out for it. I'll put it up on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and we, I didn't plan on tracking those throughout the year. I'm just trying to figure out the spreadsheet on how to do that reliably, but that is something that will be happening this year. 
So if you've done it week one, you can keep going. If not, you can jump in next week and see how you guys stack up against us. Yep. All right. Last words before we get out of here. Do us a favor, Red Bull, and don't embarrass us. Don't embarrass us. Don't embarrass yourselves. Put on a good show. Yeah, just do something, I guess. I don't know. All right. So for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 299 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Red Bulls. Bye, bye, bye. Late.